What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Bring it up, Jake. Number four in the National Football League. And then we will give you all our bets coming up for tonight, Tuesday, in the world of sports. Uh, Joining us right now, though, it's been too long since we've heard this guy's voice. And we're, like, golf on the way back. Ryder Cup coming up this week. United States against Europe. There's one guy that we had to have on to talk about it. You know him from Sirius XM PGA Tour Radio. You love him from the Action Network. You follow him on Twitter at Jason Sobel, T-A-N. Our good friend, the great Jason Sobel, joins us now, talking all things betting on the Ryder Cup, coming up from Rome. I was just in Italy for my honeymoon a couple weeks ago. I'd love to go back. I'm pretty jealous of all these guys for many reasons, but maybe because they're going to be in Rome, which is which is really great. Uh, and Jason joins us here on a Tuesday on You Better You Bet. My friend, welcome back to the show. It's Nick and Ken. How the hell you been? Good afternoon, guys. I'm doing great. I'm not sure why you left Italy after you were there for the honeymoon. You should have stayed for the Ryder Cup. I'm having serious FOMO. I've gone to almost every Ryder Cup over the last 20 years, and I'm not there this week. So I I, I feel, first of all, I feel a little bad that I'm not in Italy, like, watching the golf and eating great food. Secondly, now i got to figure out how to stay up all night to watch this thing. It's going to kick off at 1.30 a.m. Eastern time on essentially Thursday night, Friday morning. I'm not sure what I'm going to do other than just drinking a lot of coffee all night and just watching golf and trying to keep my eyelids open. That yeah, reminds me to of, do. like, yeah, <laughs> like, like World Cups. <laughs> we always have that. Like the Australian Open tennis when I used to, like, work really late. You get home, it's like 4 a.m. You're like, I'm going to want some tennis. And that sounds really good. Uh, I think we're going to have that with golf maybe coming up this weekend. Mm-hmm. Jason, I think it's worth using a question here. You know, we don't do this for every sport or for every event. But the Ryder Cup is is unique, obviously. The scoring is unique. The format is unique. It's not something that happens literally at any other point in any other sport, really, with like a couple exceptions in, in the golf world. What For people that want to bet this but like only kind of understand what's going on and they see these markets, just explain very briefly like format, what happens here over a few days, and kind of like how the scoring works and who wins. Of course. So uh, I will go – I will start very basic. 12 players from the United States against 12 players from Europe. The United States has not won on European soil in 30 years. 1993 was the last time it happened. The opening session – Starts on Friday morning in Rome. That will be foursomes. Foursomes is essentially alternate shot, although it's not true alternate shot because one player will tee off the odd number holes. His partner will tee off the even number holes, and they go back and forth alternating shots on each hole from there. And so there will be four points available, one point from each match in the first session. Four players on each team will play that first session the afternoon session there will be four balls. You'll, you'll hear it called four balls. It's essentially your best ball. It's like uh, what we do normally, uh, no net scores, but you and your buddy against uh, two other guys, you say, okay, well, the best score on that hole wins, the best of, uh, of any of the four. And so 
they're, they're, they will do that in the afternoon. And then uh, same thing on Saturday, four, uh, four foursomes, four four balls. So uh, the, first, the first 16 matches, 16 points, will be played Friday and Saturday. Sunday, 12 singles matches. And for as much consternation and as much hand-wringing and second-guessing as there is and will be over all the pairings and omissions over the first couple of days, 10 of the last 11 Ryder Cups have come down to the team that wins the single session also wins the overall title for the Ryder Cup. And in case that's not too much information, I will tell you this much. The Solheim Cup, which I don't know if you guys were paying attention, but the women's version of the Ryder Cup between U.S. and Europe was played this past weekend. It was a great competition filled with emotion, filled with great shots and great moments. Other than the end, at least in my opinion, because it ended 14-14. to The tiebreaker in the Solheim Cup happens to be if you won it two years ago, you get to keep it. That's how it works. You retain the cup. Well, they have the same exact tiebreaker in the Ryder Cup. Essentially, the U.S. won two years ago whistling straights. And what we could see this week, I'm setting it up already, is that if the U.S. happens to tie on European soil, they're coming home with the trophy, essentially because Dustin Johnson, who's not even on the team, went 5-0 and two years ago at Whistling Straits. It's like it, it, I've been getting all fired up on my show all week. It's like if the Chiefs go to the Super Bowl this year and they're tied after four quarters and the NFL says, here, Patrick Mahomes, take the Lombardi trophy. You guys retain it because you won last year. It's ridiculous. I think if, if the United States tied and then won on that technicality, it would be like when the United States drew England in the opening game of the World Cup one in 2010 and all the, the papers yeah. the next day said U, U.S. wins 1-1. One, one. <laughs> was was right. one of my favorite yeah. newspaper we did headlines it. ever. We did we it. Did we it. won. <laughs> we won. What was the final score? 1-1. One, one. Oh, oh, you tied. Uh, need to promote. Jason right now over at the Action Network has a monster column detailing tons of bets for the Ryder Cup and tons of different prop markets. Um, Jason, in lieu of like honing in on a specific one because there are so many, like like one that is readily accessible at uh, at domestic sports books. Notably, our show sponsor, BetMGM, the king of sports books. Something you could bet at one of the at one of the domestics here. What is one of your favorite props on the board? Favorite bets on the board that our our listeners and viewers could find and bet. So I will preface this by saying that the who you got question, I played in a, uh, a tournament this weekend, a ton of buddies there, everyone's coming up to me, they know what I do, and they go, hey, who you got for the Ryder Cup? I'm like, it's my least favorite bet, I have no idea, it's literally a toss-up in the books right now, it's a toss-up because nobody has any idea who's going to win, I'm favoring Europe a little bit, but like, that's only because I have to make a selection, really, that's my least favorite play on the board, the props are way more fun, and I will tell you that, let's I will go to, how about top rookie for the U.S. side? There are four rookies on each team. Max Homa, I know you know the name. He's not a rookie on the PGA Tour. He's just a rookie in name only for the Ryder Cup. Last year went 4-0 in the President's Cup competition. He's a guy who tends to play really well on tough golf courses bordered by thick rough. You think Riviera, Torrey Pines, TPC Potomac. He has won on all those golf courses. I think Marco Simone, this week's venue, fits that description, and Max Homa, he's the favorite in this market, but a plus 150 against only three other players, I think he makes a whole lot of sense. And I, I will mention to the people out there that when you're betting on whether it's top point scorer for a specific team, top rookie, top wild card, whatever it might be, you remember, you're betting on quantity as much as you're betting on quality this week. So 
you might really like a player, but if you think he's only going to play three matches, whereas others are going to play five matches, it's going to be really hard for him to score more points and win more matches than a guy who's playing two more than him. Jason, just just curious here. You mentioned something, and, and you're kind of the funny answer about the tie and the U.S. would retain the cup, and you said because because Dustin Johnson went five and zero at Whistling Straits. He was you know one of the best golfers, obviously there, and uh, at a course that he plays really well at or played really well at in that Ryder Cup. Is there a golfer on each side, and this could be because of opportunity to your point, like maybe it's not one of the newcomers or somebody who won't play a lot or whatever, like somebody to go 5-0, and somebody to have a, a huge performance. This could be because they're usually good at Ryder Cups. This could be someone unexpected, like Justin Thomas is going to kind of like emerge with some great you know, series of rounds over this weekend or whatever. A player for the U.S. and a player for Europe who you could actually see going 5-0 and this weekend. So reading between the lines from U.S. Captain Zach Johnson, his assistants, we had Jim Furyk on our show a couple of weeks ago. They keep talking about how physically demanding this golf course is, how uh, it's going to take a lot out of you. I think they're, they're laying the groundwork for no players on the team playing in five matches. I'm not sure anyone goes more than four. Granted, there are a lot of variables, and a lot of this is performance-based. If Xander Shoffley and Patrick Cantley, who will at least start together, if they win three matches together in Saturday afternoon, they're like, hey, we feel great. Put us back out there. Then maybe he'll do that. Maybe he'll adjust his original plan. But I think that uh, unless two guys get really hot together, I, I don't think you're going to see anyone play five matches for the U.S. side. The European side is a little bit different. If you look at this, and I've written an article. I don't think it's been posted yet, but it's essentially – if you look at the top 24, all 24 guys were playing like a confidence pool like we do in the NFL. You say, okay, I'm going to put a number next to each player as far as how confident I am in them. Well, I, I've got the top three being all European players. I've got Rory McIlroy, John Rahm, and Victor Hovland as the guys I trust the most. The problem for Europe is that they've also got the guys who are 22, 23, and 24, so they're a little top-heavy at the top, I do think that if Europe is going to win this week, their captain, Luke Donald, has to rely on those big-name players. And I would not be surprised if Rory, Rom, and Hovland each play five matches. And I've got the team leader. I've got the favorite. I've got the guy who's the proverbial straw that stirs the drink for Europe, the guy that's going to put the team on his back, Rory McIlroy. I think he can certainly go 5-0 and this week. You better, you better hear with Nick and Ken. It's a terrific football Tuesday. We're talking the Ryder Cup with our pal Jason Sobel from Sirius XM PGA Tour Radio and the Action Network on Twitter at Jason Sobel, T-A-N. Uh, Jason, we know that the American, uh, the United American team's pick of Justin Thomas is one that was like r- really scrutinized, right? Like hadn't been in great form. Play- played well the last couple tournaments, though. Maybe this is like a buddy-buddy situation sort of thing here. What are your expectations for Justin Thomas in this tournament for the Americans? Business as usual for JT. I think by the time that we get to Friday afternoon, we're going to forget all about JT and his struggles this year. And we're just going to go, wow, he's really good. I can't believe we thought about not having him on the team. It's just, he started playing better. He said his head's in a better place right now. You mentioned it, fifth place at the Fortinet Championship a couple of weeks ago in preparation for this one. He's got his old buddy, Jordan Spieth, who presumably he'll be paired with for parts of the first couple of days and then go out and play singles. And quite honestly, uh, JT said his role, he was asked about it today, said his role is whatever it needs to be. I I will do whatever I need to for this team, whether it means going out and winning points, whether it means bringing sandwiches to the guys on the course when I'm not playing. I will do whatever is needed of me to help this team win. I think that Justin Thomas' role on this team 
is the fiery spark plug, the guy who uh, I don't know if he's necessarily going to shush the crowd like Patrick Reed did years ago, but that's the type of thing that we might see from a Justin Thomas more so than anybody else on this roster. I don't think there's another player on this team that plays with as much passion as he does. So I expect it to be a good week for him. I don't know that he's going to be the best player on the team throughout the week, but I don't think there's going to be any regrets from the U.S. team, win or lose, about having JT on this roster. Jason, a couple minutes left. Uh, My last question. You mentioned earlier you kind of lean Europe. I think a lot of people even, and by the way, you gave a great explanation of like the format and the crazy rules and stuff, especially for people that don't golf or are trying to understand this. Like it could be really dense. It could be really tough to get. I think a lot of people are going to be like, well, great. That's awesome. Uh, U.S. and Europe have about the same price. Tie is like 11 to one. Like, just tell me what button to click like USA or Europe. And that's it. And I don't want to like get in the weeds on this stuff because it's kind of confusing. I know you mentioned already you lean Europe. Just kind of make the case one side or another. If people want to bet, we could even do to lift the trophy and eliminate the tie. You kind of said you like tie if you want to sell that as a bet i think that's great but in like a minute or two here is it is it europe for you kind of like push comes to shove to win this and why it's europe for me and here i'll I'll give you a bet that i really like this week first of all i think europe relies on its big name players secondly they just don't lose on home soil we've had better u.s teams over the years that go to europe and can't beat them I, i think the teams are more evenly matched this time around and then you look at the fact that uh, they've got the momentum on their side. They've got all these, all these players. I was going to – oh, here's the bet that I like. I, sorry, I almost missed this one for you guys. But here's one that I really, really like. So if you're like me, you think Europe wins, but you think it's going to be really close. You can get – I've got Europe at 15 to 13. And so I've got it a two-point differential. That's 12 to 1 in most books. But you can get 14 and a half, 13 and a half. And 15 and a half, 12 and a half, and essentially cover your bases. It's like uh, you ever go to a roulette table where uh, the, I forget what they call the roulette dealer, but the guy, they know how to spin it pretty well. And you'll say, okay, I want this number, but I'm going to play a few numbers to the right and a few numbers to the left. That's essentially what I want to do with my bet on Europe is that I'm going to take the overall winning score, what I think, but I'm going to play a little this way and a little that way. And I can get the number at a little bit shorter than four to one with three different scores, a differential of anywhere from one to three points at the end of this thing and cover my bases. Be honest. You play in the tie also? 15 seconds. <laughs> I, I might get talked into it. But then, yes, you then are. I, then I'm really I like how, I, Jason, Jason, hold on, hold on, hold on. I like how you go, I might get talked into it. You're talking us into it, man. You made right. a great case for it. You made me want to bet it. We might get talked into it. We like, might get like, talked I, into it. Like, yeah. I need you to bet this, man. If, if it happens, I think you're going to be upset if you don't bet it. As someone who's spent hours already this week on the radio yelling about the result of the Solheim Cup, I'm hoping for a tie this week, not for my own personal financial gain, but because we'll have great content next week when I'm yelling about it all week because I hate the tie. Yeah, the money's pretty good, too. Jason on Twitter, Jason Sobel, T-A-N, Sirius XM PGA Tour Radio, and the Action Network. And again, like, go to the Action Network and check. Jason's got a monster article with all of his prop bets. It is impressive. I've had it up during the interview. It's good stuff from Jason. My friend, sincerely appreciate it. Good luck with all the espresso and staying up late to watch. Enjoy. Good luck with the bets. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you. Our pal Jason Sobel joining us here on the show. He goes, I might get talked into it. Really, dude? Yeah. Like, it's, it's, yeah. It sounds like you think it's going to happen. Uh, I love that guy. On the other side, the bets we've already made for NFL Week 4 and all our bets for tonight.